0: Hey, Justin here with Stay At Home Dads podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different things that go on here in my stay at home dad life. Things with my kids, my family, being a better father and a better husband, men's mental and physical wellness, parenting struggles that I tend to have, successes as well. I also talk about parenting and life tips that I have and I come across on the internet. Lastly, random things that just, you know, pop into my head. Interesting things that uh, I question or maybe some certain scenario made me think about it. I come on here and I share it with you and talk about it with you. So I hope something in there is at least somewhat interesting or helpful in your daily life. But thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for joining me. All right. So how are we all doing on this fine Friday? Well, one thing I want to mention real quick is last week I did a dad classic episode, but I had an intro on there. So if you saw a dad classic come up and you're like, "Ugh," and you skipped it, well, I had a little intro where I just kind of rambled on for a few minutes. And I felt like I was complaining a little bit about not doing guests or not getting guests in here. And after I said it and after I kind of thought about it, I was like, you know what, you know whose problem that is? That's my problem. It's my fault because I'm in control of that. And when I proofed that episode and I was listening to that, I was like, man, I kind of sound like I'm complaining a little bit, or I'm trying to deflect the blame that other people are too busy to come on here. And you know what? That's not true. It's my own problem. I, I guess I have a hard time reaching out to people. I have a hard time, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a great public speaker, hence why I'm, locked up in my basement talking into a microphone by myself. Maybe that's why, but yeah, I'm not real good at putting myself out there, and then I think about all these questions that I have to ask somebody, and I want to make sure that I I sound a certain way, and I don't come off, you know, stupid or something like that, but in the grand scheme, I guess, I should just put all that behind me, and just, if I want to do it, I just got to do it. So, I don't know, I don't know why I'm telling you this right now. I just figured I'd come on here and kind of You know, pep talk myself with you listening. But anyways, yeah, that's my problem. It's something that I need to work on, and I'm going to work on it. Anyways, moving on here. Halloween, it's over. Halloween's done. Had a great outing with the kids. We had a blast, even though it was freaking freezing outside. Spitting snow, 30 degrees, 29 degrees. (sighs) Yeah, sometimes I get really angry, and I hate the weather here in Indiana, It just really makes me miss Vegas, like, so much. That warm southwest air, you know. I guess that's just part of Midwest living is you got to deal with cold weather. But all in all, we had a nice time. Kids had a great time. You know, hanging out with friends and watching the kids run house to house and go kind of crazy. And all that busyness leading up to it, the build-up, the anticipation, especially for the kids, you know, getting their costumes and figuring out what they want to wear putting out decorations and all that stuff. And then, you know what? Boom, it's over. And actually, the day after Halloween, phew, I took down all my Halloween stuff, packed it up, just get it gone, and move on to whatever next holiday is coming. What is it? Thanksgiving. So, But no, I didn't put Christmas to foot yet, so I can't do that yet. All right. Anyways, another little side note here is we've been thinking about getting a dog. And I don't know why I'm expressing this to you, but maybe you want to hear it. Maybe you're on the fence about getting a dog. Maybe you're thinking about, hmm, maybe I should get a dog. Maybe the kids are hounding you to get a dog. Just like my kids are hounding, ha, hounding dog, get it? They're hounding us to get a dog. And we had one for nine to 10 years, and she died what must be three years ago, I think. It's been a little bit. And like I said, you know kids, they're always wanting pets and dogs and cats and rodents of some sort and fish. So yeah, we've been kind of looking this past week, but every time it almost gets to that point of like seriously going to look at some puppies or going to do something like that, we, my wife and I, we talk ourselves out of it. We kind of think about, oh, furniture is going to get chewed up, possibly accidents on the floor and all that caretaking that goes, it's like having a a toddler, right? But they don't wear diapers. So if you don't catch it, you got a problem. Is that kind of selfish that we just talk ourselves out of that? Because we're, I don't want to say we're too lazy to have a dog, but it's just something that, yeah, I just don't want to deal with a pet right now, a puppy. You know, it's just, I always think, my wife and I, we think, okay, we're like, we we're just going to go look at one. And then we had Halloween coming up. We're like, well, Halloween's going to come up. So we're like, well, we don't want to deal with this over Halloween because we got to take the kids out. We're going to be gone for hours and and all that. It's just excuse after excuse to not get one. I mean, we're on easy street right now, like I said. Kids are self-sufficient for the most part. No dogs holding us back from just saying, hey, let's go travel for the weekend. Let's uh, hop a flight on Friday and go to Florida and hang out and do whatever. We don't have to worry about kenneling and and finding a sitter for a dog and and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I think we're going to kick this can down the road maybe six or eight months and then reassess. I mean, I love dogs. I really do. I loved our last dog, little mini Schnauzer. And they say dogs, they're good for your health, mentally and physically and and all that. They're good for allergens because they, I don't know, do they get your body used to being around certain things? I don't know, but, you know, you can read on all that stuff. But anyways, yeah. And by the way, just to put a little complaint in here, because you know me, I tend to complain a lot. People that call their dogs fur babies... Oh my god, that annoys the hell out of me. Please, don't do that. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Dogs are not replacements for kids, okay? They just aren't. No matter how much you want to act like they are, they're not a kid. Dogs are great. They're an important part of childhood and growing up. But no matter how much you treat them like a human, they will never be a human. These people are devastated when their dog only lives 10 years, and it's like, yeah, that's the lifespan of a dog. Anywho, let's uh, move on from that. What I want to get into today, I know we're rocking like 7 or 8 minutes into this episode before I even get to the topic, but it's something for us, us men, whether you're a stay-at-home dad, a working dad, any dad really, I want this to kind of be for us. We're going to discuss some non-negotiables, some must-dos, some habits that make us not just good dads, but great dads. That's what I want to do. And not just habits about being there for your kids. I mean, it's going to be a lot of kid talk. Don't get me wrong. You know me by now. But just building habits for improving our health, our communication, our role as a husband. So I want to go through, I don't know, 10 or so of these, these essentials that can transform our lives in this whole realm of adulthood, fatherhood, whatever you'd like to call it. Some are easy. We can start them literally the moment you're done listening to this episode. They will take zero effort at all. Maybe a little bit of effort, but pretty much nothing. And some are probably going to take a little bit more dedication to implement into our lives. It's a lot of logical stuff here. Don't get twisted. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist. I say it all the time. I'm not this brilliant guy or eloquent guy that sits back here and and has all these answers. I'm not. It's just simple stuff. So as long as we at least try and put some effort into these simple and common things, we will have no problem turning them into habits and improving ourselves as a result, okay? Pretty easy, it's easy stuff. You've probably heard them all before, but I'm going to tell them to you again. And maybe hearing them from me, from lovely Justin here, your host, maybe maybe that will uh, spark something in you to uh, do something about it. Number one, do you know what it is? Do you know what I'm gonna say? I bet you do, because I say it all the time. It's unplug from your phone, or at least dedicate some device-free family time, okay? I know, I know, I beat this dead horse all the time. Like it's, it's beat, right? It is beat, maybe too much, but I really, I can't emphasize this enough. I'm not saying never use a screen or throw your phone in the ocean. I'm not saying anything like that, but I think we, and I include myself in here because I'm just as bad sometimes, but we can dedicate some time, maybe daily time to some sort of screen-free activity or activities. This is gonna help foster in-person connections with your kids and or your spouse, especially with phones. I mean, I know TVs are technically screens and all that stuff, but especially with phones, and you know us parents, we, we hound our kids about screens and about being on their iPads and all that stuff and how they shouldn't be on it all the time. You know, I always say that it turns my kids' brains into mush when they're on their iPads too long, And they don't want to listen, and they get an attitude, and it just becomes that much more difficult to parent, yet here we are, as adults, consuming something on our phone every 10 minutes, every 5 minutes, every, I don't know. Think about how often you pick up your phone in a 20 minute period. I could pick it up, at certain points, I bet I pick it up 5 times, who knows, 6 times. Maybe I'm on it for 15 of those 20 minutes. It's crazy. It's like we need to, we need to occupy ourselves constantly. We can't just be present without that thing. We need some kind of stimulant, right? And it's just kind of sad when you think about it in that regard. It's sad that that's, we've conditioned ourselves to be that way. You know, we we tell this to the kids, no iPads while we're simultaneously pulling up our phone and checking out Instagram or something like that. And what message does that send to them when we say, hey, you can't do it, but I'm going to do it. And I know some people are going to complain or argue with me and be like, well, you're the adult, you make the rules, you can do what you want. But still, I don't think that sends a good message. And like I said, I'm to blame too, you know, so I, I am not an innocent party here. So this is what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to, at minimum, be on my phone as little as possible, at least when my kids are around. If I hear them coming, I'll try to put it away, just get it out of there so when they come in, they don't see me immediately just staring at my phone. I'll hear them come down the stairs, you know how we can hear the kids, and I'll just stash it real quick. If I go to the park, I'll try to leave it in the truck. It's just simple stuff like that that I think can make a difference. I mean it's a tough habit to break. We think of something and then we wanna look up the answer, right? Or we think about buying something or ordering something we gotta pick up the phone and see if it's available. Hop on Amazon or something like that. And I think we do this, well I know we do this, without even realizing it. So it's gonna take some practice to notice that behavior within ourselves. And I also tell my girls this and I've told them this multiple times that nothing on my phone is more important than them. I've said that to them a few times and I think they appreciate hearing that. So say that to your kids. See, see what kind of reaction you get. All right, number two, daily affection. I like this one. Make a non-negotiable habit to express love and affection to your wife and kids on a daily basis. Sounds really simple, right? But I think a lot of that can fall to the wayside when you get into the big machine of life. A hug and a kiss will do a lot in terms of strengthening an emotional connection with your family. I'm usually up before everyone else in my house. I'll get up, sneak out of the room, let my wife sleep in a few minutes, go downstairs, have the coffee on a timer, get my cup of coffee, maybe turn the news on, or maybe just sit in a quiet living room for a few minutes before everyone gets up. And then when I hear my wife come down, I try to make it a point to get up and greet her. Good morning. How'd you sleep? then get a little kiss, give a little hug, maybe a little ass squeeze, if you know what I mean, you know, and we may know a hundred percent that, oh, my spouse loves me, but it's something, this is something that we need to definitely show daily. Don't just assume things, right? Show them how much you love them. Show them how much you care. Give them some of that affection. Just don't, don't take it for granted. Don't drift apart in that department and just exist in, in the big circus of life, okay? Same can be said for your kids in the morning. Make sure your phone is put away, like I said, and they come downstairs, ask them the same questions, get a hug in the morning, tell them how happy you are to see them. And I do the same thing when they get off the bus as well. Hey, it's great to see you. I'm glad you're home. I think it's better than asking that uh, standard, how was your day question, right? And then what's the response we get? Good. It was good. That's all I really want to say. It's kind of frustrating, right? So I, I've actually stopped asking that question, by the way, sidebar. I just say, hey, it's really good to see you. I'm glad you're home. But yeah, affection, very important. Sit down with them on the couch, snuggle up, show them, show them that you love them. Tell them that you love them. You know, it's just simple, simple habit that we can do. And I think the evening is equally as important as well. Tell them you love them before bed. Show them some affection. Let your kids see you hug your wife. I think that's important. Let your kids see you give your wife a kiss. I think it's good to model a solid loving relationship to them. Show them what that looks like, right? And I know people are going to think this next thing I'm going to say is stupid or it's impossible, but I believe in it and I'm going to say it anyways. And that's don't go to bed angry at your spouse. Or at least try. And I'm not saying you're going to hash everything out, but if there's something bothering someone before you're going to bed or doing that bedtime routine, get it out. Just, just let it out. Just say something. You don't have to hash the whole thing out right there before bed, but I think you can at least address it, bring the problem to attention, and then maybe agree to talk about it later or the following day. I seem to sleep better when i don't have stuff just hanging over my head thoughts racing and i'm upset at someone or you think your spouse is upset at you just kind of i don't know just make sure that air is clear and if there is an issue talk about addressing it the following day or the following weekend or whatever all right number three having quality meals as a family like i said these aren't rocket science they're not mind-blowing techniques I'm hoping that most of you already do a bunch of these. It would be great. And then you can, uh, you can message me and say, hey, Justin, I already do all those things. I'm a badass, I do every one. Awesome, I'd love to hear it. It's the simple things that make a difference. And having a meal around a table is one of those simple things that can really bring you close together as a family. Set the table, have the kids help or do this task. Cook together with your spouse, sit down, TV's off, devices are off, and just enjoy each other's company. Talk about stories from the day, bonding, and just really connecting over a meal. Although my daughter, Kennedy, she tends to talk a little bit too much sometimes. And we're having to kind of shut her down a little bit and be like, hey, let's move this along. Let's eat your food. But yeah, it's just a great place to practice some active listening with your kids. You can really tune into what they're saying and listening and and hear their stories. Not, not trying to rush anything by to get out the door, or to go do this or do that. We're just having a relaxing meal and I kind of like that. Hear stories from their school day or what's happening in your wife's world, how her job was. If you're working or you have a job, you can talk about the things that are going on there. I've seen or heard a lot of people that eat in front of the TV, or they're feeding kids before they eat, and then the kids are all done. I don't think that's quality family time, like all the time, you know? I mean, sure, we all do that every now and then, it's fine, but I don't think I would make that a habit. It sounds a little disconnected, a little isolating, doesn't it? Now, my wife and I, we fed our kids early and then done their nightly routine, got them off to bed, and then we will do a little home date night sometimes. We'll do that. Just the two of us, cook some steaks up, have some uh, have some good food. But A, that's not every day. And B, I also think that's a good way to get a little semi-date in at home. A little, you know, spouse time and kind of reconnect with your spouse. And when we do feed our kids early, by the way, we still sit around the table with them or sit up at the bar with them and we still, talk about their day and all that stuff. I think that's still important to do. So anyways, all right, number four, individual quality time with kids. I like this one too. My wife and I, we've been kind of implementing this probably the past year, maybe a little more. This is another basic one, but it warrants being said, make it a habit, make it a weekly habit, maybe a bi-weekly habit. But I think this will help us understand our kids' unique interests maybe their concerns, their needs, stuff like that. It really kind of lets you in to their life a little bit. And you get to build a strong one-on-one connection with each of your kids if you have more than one kid. So that's all positive stuff. My wife and I will do this. We'll switch back and forth with our girls. and, And one day I'll take one to the park and out to lunch. Maybe my wife will take the other one shopping and out to lunch. And we just hone in on the things that they like to do and see. And we talk about things that they're into and And it just kind of lets us into their little world a little bit without any outside distractions with a sibling or even your spouse, you know, it's just one-on-one. And I think that's what makes it really important. It's just kind of fun to observe what they like doing, what they like to look at at stores and what they're drawn to and all that stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, it just kind of tells you a little bit more about them. And it doesn't have to be necessarily going out to spend a bunch of money, either going to lunch and going to buy them things. I don't necessarily like to just buy them things all the time. It could be watching a movie at home. It could be taking them to the library and seeing what books they're into and reading books with them at the library and and hanging out and doing stuff like that. Or maybe if you can, pack a lunch, go for a hike, you know, just simple stuff. A lot of times kids aren't going to care really what it is you're doing. It's just more doing it with you and having your one-on-one undivided attention. All right, number five, volunteer. And I'm saying this from personal experience, all right? Get involved with your kids outside of the home. Studies have actually shown that fathers that are highly involved with their kids' schooling, the kids earn better grades. It's uh, in some study somewhere. I read that. I don't know where I read that, but... I heard it. But don't take for granted and skip those parent nights or those kid performances or sporting events, even though how mundane and boring they may be. Kids notice that stuff. And if your kids are young like mine, they love seeing you volunteering for school events, for field trips, just being there. They love seeing you in their classroom or walking down the hallway. Just their face will light up and they will smile and they will be so happy to see you in that environment. I've talked about it in a couple other episodes. I've stepped into Kennedy's classroom, and she just, yeah, she was smiling ear to ear. I volunteered at Olivia's running event, and she was, same thing, just super happy to see me there, and, and it's fun. It's fun to see them in their element and doing their thing, and I think they really enjoy seeing us at those things as well. And at a certain point, they won't want to see us around anymore. I think that's a, that's a given middle school. Maybe they're probably going to be embarrassed when we walk into the hallway in middle school, they're going to be like, Oh my God, dad, get out of here. So take advantage of elementary school while you can. And yes, I'm speaking from a stay-at-home dad perspective. I know this, I got a lot more time than the working dads do on some of this stuff, but I'm not saying you volunteer your life away either. That's don't do that. Maybe just focus on one or two events a year and see what your kids do when you tell them that you're going to do that. Maybe you don't normally volunteer, but tell them, hey, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to see you in your classroom and just see the kind of reaction you get. I'm betting they're going to love it. It's going to boost their morale and they're going to be super excited. And it shows that you care and you want to help out. This kind of also goes along with this, but sit down with them when they do some of their homework, go over it with them. Talk through it together if they don't understand it. Just be active and engaged. This also means putting down the phone and giving them your undivided attention. This is an easy one. It's an easy habit we can all work on and build here. Just dedicate five to ten minutes after school. It doesn't have to be a total time suck or anything. Just to sit down and go over what they brought home that day and what they need to work on and, and stuff like that. It does matter. Okay? It does. All right, number six, do the mom stuff, do the domestic stuff. It's not just one person's job to take care of all the domestic house duties. Buying consumables, cleaning up the house, cooking food, putting kids down for naps or for bedtime, getting them ready for bed, getting them showered. If your kid's in diapers, changing a diaper. I've heard so many stories of dads not changing diapers or not wanting to do that quote-unquote, dirty work that goes along with raising kids and keeping a house. One story I heard of a guy screaming at his wife. She was working in the basement or something like that, and he was screaming at her to change the diaper on the kid because he refused to do it. He refused to change duty diapers. That's just, it's just asinine, right? And then there's dads that think it's funny that they've never had to change a diaper, and I just think that's ridiculous as well. It's like, come on, dude, just... Just nut it up, bro, and get it done. It's not that bad. Or potty training. Some dads may not want to tackle potty training either. And it's like, hey, that's that's a, a part of raising a kid. I was the primary trainer for our youngest daughter when she was potty training because my wife was working. She was working downtown, and she wasn't home during the day. So that fell on me. And you know what? It, it wasn't that bad. You can knock it out and, I don't know, probably give it a solid week, but... I'll talk about that at a later date. I'm not going to get into that right now. And just so we're clear, I'm not saying do everything and be miserable, right? But just share the load. Share the load a little bit. Swing by the store on your way home, maybe. Buy some groceries. Cook a nice meal for the fam once in a while, if you don't cook that often. If you see something that needs to be done, just handle it. And no, don't expect an attaboy from your wife because you hauled out the trash without her asking or you ran the dishwasher on your own. Just make some of these things habits. Do them every time you see them or when they need to be done. If your kids are also, if they're old enough, involve them. Teach them responsibility in working as a team and doing some domestic stuff. Show them how to clean a toilet. Show them how to unload the dishwasher. Also, show them that you're not above these things. That's probably one of the most important, okay? All right, number seven. Prioritize physical health as a family. Please do that. This doesn't have to be as serious as it sounds either. But doing some sort of physical activity is not only going to improve your health, but it's going to set a positive example for your kids as well. Promote the idea that fitness and health are important. Exercise, running around outside, making better choices in what we eat. Or if you cook that family dinner like I mentioned, tell them why you're making this instead of that. I try to show my girls the reasons I do things and why we eat certain foods and this and that, I try not to demonize foods to my kids. I let them know that, hey, this is good, but we don't want to eat tons of it because that wouldn't be very healthy. You know, this is good in moderation, I try to tell them. And I think involving them in the kitchen, I think that's important too. Skimming the fat off the beef, why do we do that? Why don't we eat mac and cheese every day? Talk about macros and proteins and fats and carbs generally kind of explain what they do. I don't see any harm in that. We also go on family walks every day. Do that if you can. That's super easy. That's a super easy habit you can build right there. Get into doing. After dinner, get their bodies moving, get outside. We do this almost every evening, weather permitting. My wife and I'll walk. The girls will ride their bikes or their scooters or something. And uh, we just kind of go and just burn off a little bit of energy before we come home and get them showered up and start winding down for bed. Me and my daughters were also in the habit of trying to rep out 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups once a day too. It was kind of fun. Sometimes we would get all riled up and and uh, talk them up and then they'd want to do 10 push-ups and then all of a sudden my one daughter would be doing trying to do 30 sit-ups or something like that and, and they would really get into it and then they would start picking up the little free weights we have upstairs in our workout area and trying to do moves and stuff and and I thought that was kind of cool that they were getting motivated to quote-unquote work out or exercise. But that's what I want too. I want to get them used to this type of routine, that it's good to exercise. It's good to move your body. It's good for all of us, and it doesn't really take a lot of input to do that either. Even just playing ball in the driveway or running around in the yard. But seriously, a walk in the evening, that's a super easy thing to make a a non-negotiable habit out of right there. All right, number eight, embrace learning and embrace them making mistakes. And I don't mean just embrace book learning and doing schoolwork, but embrace their curiosity for nature or whatever it may be. Encourage them to be creative and build stuff out of whatever is lying around. Color pictures or do interesting paintings or something like that. Let them dig in the dirt. Let them get their hands dirty, that hands-on learning. Also let them ask questions and welcome them to wonder about the world and about things around them. Help them research, help them answer those questions, help them make those discoveries. And I'll be honest, sometimes I say no to some of this stuff when my girls ask to do something simple. When they're curious about something or they want to try an experiment or get into whatever it may be. And I don't know, maybe I'm just worn out sometimes, maybe I'm just tired and grumpy that day, but... Yeah, I got to work on that. I need to be better in that regard. Sometimes there's no harm in just letting them try some stuff, even though we know the answer or we know that it's not going to work, right? Kind of let them just make that mistake. We can't shut that down. Let them figure it out on their own and they're going to learn. Even though we could have told them, what's a better way to learn? Us saying no and being super negative and saying that's not going to work or I don't want to do that or just saying, hey, you know what? Go ahead. Give it a shot. Give it a try. So that's something I've been really working on. I feel like I've kind of failed there lately, but uh, I'm working on it. All right. Number nine, last one I'll go into today, and that's be silly. Shelve the serious. Okay. Embrace the humor. I think this is kind of important. Another simple adjustment we can make and uh, it's a habit we can form. Have a lot better relationship with our kids and even our spouse when we inject a little humor into our lives. It's not just for pure enjoyment either. There's actually a few reasons why this is a good idea. Humor is a natural stress reliever. Some days are challenging and stressful, so being even a little bit silly can reduce the tension and promote a much more comfortable environment. Maybe on number eight, I should try to remember to be humorous about letting my kids try experiments and making mistakes. So I can learn from that one very much. But this shows kids that it's great to have fun and also express a wide range of emotions. It teaches them it's okay to express their feelings. Having humor also encourages flexibility and adaptability, teaches kids to go with the flow and adapt to unexpected situations. Plus it really allows us to savor the moment, to appreciate what's happening right now. And I think that's really important to have fun and to be silly and not worry about the future, to enjoy the moment we're in right now. And I think a lot of us kind of miss out on that because we're always thinking about the future or maybe we're dwelling on something in the past. So super important. So if we embrace a more relaxed and silly approach with our children and our family, we not only create memorable moments, but we also foster open communication, creativity, and a sense of togetherness when we all can laugh about the same things. We don't need to be serious down to business dad all the time, okay? We can relax, have some fun and realize things aren't as big a deal as you thought. You'll probably be a lot happier if you do that too. Just take a breath and be like, "You know what? It doesn't matter." And enjoy and be silly and waste some time, right? Anyways, that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay-at-Home Dad's podcast. I know, basic stuff like I said, but I hope it gave you something useful that's simple for you to implement in your daily routine. Start making a couple of these some solid habits that we can keep. Oh, and since I only did nine and I kinda wanted to do 10, so here's number 10. I would say don't neglect your spouse, your wife, okay? Keep that team tight and work together to really have that well-oiled parenting machine okay because that bond is the foundation of your family right a lot of shit is built off of that foundation so make sure you take care of it that's all i'm saying anyways if you have any questions or comments for me please reach out to me let me know podbean.com or over on my instagram page at stay dads underscore podcast i would love to hear from you i know i say it all the time but i would I don't get a lot of uh, feedback, so if you wanna give me some, I'm here for it. And like I always say, thank you so much for tuning in, for downloading, for sharing this show. I really do appreciate it. All right, everyone, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.